You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to get our show started with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Well, I'm grateful that my daughter, still in concussion protocol, didn't get to play her senior game, but safety first. And despite what's going on, I'm hearing, I'm not supposed to be too loud, but she's getting recruited still, which is kind of cool. A couple of schools trying to get talk contact and talk to her. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Never been that before. So Kelvin, I'll be getting contact with you soon. Nice. Shout out to Sarai. Um, Evan, what are you grateful for? Well, I'm grateful to just be here today. Difficult week this whole, uh, difficult, difficult work, difficult work week this week. There we go. Difficult work week this week. Mm-hmm. Um, had some unexpected deaths, some hospitalizations that happened in the congregation. Mm-hmm. But just grateful that um, although it's been difficult, uh, we are making it day by day. Amen. Kelvin, what are you grateful for? I am grateful. First of all, what's up, everybody? I am grateful for my beautiful Valentine, my wife. Um, our what eleven year eleventh year marriage, and you know, I'm just happy on this Valentine's Day I get to spend it with her today. So shout out to her, even though she don't listen to the show. Shout out to her. <laughs> That's nice. I love that, and I am grateful for. Um, God getting my whole life together. And I say that because a lot of the times we do things and we move in certain ways um, and we move because we want to, right? And sometimes God has to tap you on your shoulder and remind you that all that talent, all that stuff that you have, I gave that to you. And here's the direction you will be going. So God has been revealing some really crazy and exciting stuff, uh, more of which I'll share later in the year, but I'm still praying. So I'm just thanking God that his voice still works in my life. I'm grateful. Um, And hopefully I continue to listen and take heed to his leading. All right, so let us jump right into the show. And we're gonna start this segment off um, talking about the national anthem. As you know, the last couple of years, that has been a pretty contentious um, topic to discuss, Um, you know, mainly springboarding off of Kaepernick and um, and the NFL. And obviously there have been a lot of conversations Um, last year with the Black Lives Matter protests and the relevance of national anthem at sporting events. Um, Mark Cuban, who is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, um, he hasn't played the national anthem at all this season. And so my question to the guys is, A, how do you feel about it? Do you feel a way about it? Are you like, go ahead, Mark Cuban? What are your thoughts on that? And should we require the national anthem at sporting events? Uh, well, I, I mean, I watched a, a re, not a rerun. Well, it was a rerun of Blackish this this week, um, and 
it was about uh, Rainbow's brother, cousin, Gary, who always wanted to talk about these racial issues and all these when racial events happen, you know, your white friends call you, you want to talk about it. And they end up crying, you got to console them. I mean, I, it's a nice gesture by Mark Cuban, but what else? I, I would like to know what else. And it's possible he's doing other things, so I'm not, I'm not condemning him, but I'm, I want to know what else is he doing uh, in the Dallas area or what other conversations or or changes is he's pushing forward to society besides not playing the national anthem because at the end of the day Colin Kaepernick's kneeling and the issues at hand were not about the national anthem it was about issues and he was raising awareness on a topic awareness has been raised racists are still racist what are we doing for the plight and conditions of people of color marginalized or anyone in society who's marginalized yeah, I I agree because you know it seems that you know Mark Cuban, he did his silent protest by not playing it, right? So I'm I'm good with that. I'm I'm good with that. And the national anthem, it's it's a this is America where we have the right to do peaceful protests, not to be politicized, and, and we have the right to air our our grievance in a respectful manner, which athletes have done in the past. And um, what Mark Cuban have done, I give it a nice card, kind gesture. And should they play? Um, um, I think they should to remind us. And yes, a big nod of over 400 years, but what's America stand for? And then as they are lying or um, shielding the truth to others that not all are created equally, that we have to continue to remind them that we are not all given the opportunity equally. So um, should they play? I think so. Um, but we have the right to, you know, to kneel. We have the right to turn our backs. We have the right to show that, you know, we are offended and upset in a respectful manner, which is kneeling, turn our backs, or, you know, those things. We're not saying to burn the flag or, or, or spit on anything in that gesture. Just respectfully what's given right constitution rights for us to do. So. I totally respect our human decision. Um, one thing I heard him say, uh, when I heard, when heard when hearing him speak, rather, um, he, he made it seem that it was a fluid situation, like I said, and they don't have like a, a, a stance right now that they're anti-flag or anti-national anthem. Um, he's been saying that he's been having conversations within the community, the Dallas community, and people feel marginalized. Um, the community does. They feel like they, the song doesn't represent them, nor are their voices truly heard. So um, and an act of fairness, <clears throat> he decided not to play it. Uh, I think that's within his rights. Like he said, he didn't uh, ban the flag or anything like that. Uh, he just feels like, you know, like like kind of what Phil was saying, it's a silent protest. And I'm with it. Uh, do I think they should play national anthem at all sporting events? I think it's irrelevant. Uh, I do personally. I might it might grow on me, but. I feel like it's, it's not necessary. I don't even think it was a thing before, um, especially it, it, the NFL it didn't really involve the players before. It was something where, you know, money was put in for the players to be able to be out there representing, and it was a good look. But I don't know. I just don't – I guess I'm torn. I'm 50-50. I don't feel like it's that relevant, you know, as far as sporting events. I'll say this. Um the national anthem is so oppressive to me. And we only sing that first verse 
of the soul. I mean, and when I say we, not me, Dion, but only the first verse is sung. And if you really read those lyrics, um, yeah, I'm very happy that um, Mark Cuban, outside of like knowing what he does beyond that personally in the community to address police brutality, to address the issues surrounding, um, you know, Black individuals, um, I'm glad that it's not played. Um, I do query, like Evan does though, um, is that all that he does? Now, I don't know in depth what Mark Cuban does, but I know he's a humanitarian. I know he cares deeply for people. I know his actions are consistent with that. Um, and so I'm glad that I don't have to hear the national anthem. Um, you know, when I don't have to hear it, as Kelvin mentioned in the NFL, I think they only started implementing that after 9-11, if I'm not mistaken. I think prior to that, it wasn't even it wasn't even relevant to what was happening on the field, you know. And so, I I really don't see why it is necessary at all. It it wasn't always necessary. Ideologically, it is oppressive, and I don't want to hear it. And 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 to that point, Dion, I would say this: if they're going to uh make that something that's mandatory and they want everybody to, you know, want it to represent everybody. I feel like they need to update it. I feel like we need to have a new national anthem that really represents who the United States is. You, I don't want a national anthem that was uh, written in the time of slavery <laughs> when, when everybody wasn't free. It doesn't represent who we are. So why, why are we singing that song still? Yeah. Also, let's get to the even deeper point. Why is Mark Cuban in the last 20 plus years, not had a black superstar on his team. Hmm. <laughs> is that the deeper point, Ab? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is Black Lives Matter. They, he needs a black superstar. He, he yeah, needs a trade. Yeah, Michael Finley. Michael Finley was a really good player. He was. Yeah, he definitely was. Jason Richardson, right? But how quickly did he get rid of Mark Finley? I'm <laughs> playing <laughs> I'll just say, I'll, 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 I mean, I'm I don't, glad, glad, glad. <laughs> I mean, you crack me up. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't look, I, I'll keep it a hundred percent with you. I'd rather your team be Lily white completely. Right. And, and you are aware of the damage and catastrophe that the national anthem is. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so it's, it's really just one of those things. And Kelvin, you bring up a really good point. Is that song representative of who we are as a people and as a United States nation today? Now, a lot of people would argue that a lot of the undertones are still very much present. It just looks a little different. But if one subset of the population can listen and, and, and feel anger and rage and these negative feelings towards this song and another part of the population can feel privileged and empowered by these lyrics, then we have a problem. To be fair, 
I hope you guys are fully aware of this. I'm not exaggerating. If there was an attempt to change the national anthem, there will be bloodshed. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, because, because these people out here are crazy. Not if, yeah. not if they not if they favor white man or, or white lady was part of it. You know, the racist had had a voice in creating the lyrics. You know, I'm just saying a collective effort. Because if you get if you get that mad about that, then something is wrong. If I feel like it doesn't represent me, and it's factual. You know, Francis Scott Key wasn't wasn't a, a abolitionist, from my understanding. So nah, big, big, big. There are also very on. racist elements within the song. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, like all throughout. Like, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think it's a more than fair conversation. Just like I think Kobe should be on the on the NBA logo instead of, instead of Jerry West, the mediocre white man. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I, sorry, let me not be disrespectful, Jerry West. He wasn't mediocre, but he he wasn't the, even the best player in the league at the time. But moving forward. Um, the reality is you have people who stormed the Capitol building hmm. over a lunatic getting put out of office. Yeah. I don't think we understand the depths of how white racists are crazy. Hmm. We have a whole name for Karens. Hmm. These people are not stable individuals. And so while I think you're right, a, a new national anthem is necessary. It will not come without bloodshed. Yeah. And that's how crazy these people are. So sad. That is so sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that that is the reality. Like, this is America, right? You know, don't even get me started on, on that Capitol building stuff, because not everyone was charged, and, and I feel a whole way about that. But this is what America is. It's like we are content to perpetuate um, these ideals of, you know, certain people are less than other people. Um, we want to promote the ideas of slavery, the mindset, even though if it's not a physical thing anymore, you know, they, they want our minds to be limited and locked into this ideology of America where it's like we just live here as black people just get over it who cares it's just a song right and, and to further my point Kelvin Fishtown when the, people were trying to take down the people were assuming that people were going to take down the statue of Christopher Columbus mm -hmm. and all those Italians in Fishtown would have bats and were ready to do violence to anyone who they thought was coming to Fishtown to take down the statue of Christopher Columbus and there was no credible threat made about that. That's what, I mean, and to be honest, who the heck is Christopher Columbus? We know he was a rapist. A murderer. We know he led to genocide. We know that he didn't even discover America. Yep. But the myths that are told in these American history books are liable if you threaten to change them or correct them to get you killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. No, very true. Very, very true. Well, we we shall see. We shall see. Sad reality of, of the time that we're living in. Let us transition forward um, and talk a little bit about Robert Ori. As you know, Robert Ori has seven rings, right? And so Tom Brady just won his seventh last week. So of course, you know, the Ori meme pops up across social media like, yo, I got seven. 
why I can't get re recognition, right? So the question is, you know, for Robert Ori and his family today, are we overlooking his accomplishments? Should we be shouting from the rooftops? Michael Jordan won his sixes, but Robert Ori got the sevens. How you feel about that? Robert Ori, who averaged seven points, 0.2 assists, and 0.9 blocks for his whole career. Robert Ori, who happens to be in the right place at the right time. Robert Ori, who found that wallet that had money in it and with no identification with over $20,000 on the floor and nobody asked for it. He, he, he thought what to do, bring it to the bank, Gunier, and nobody came in the bank, gave it back to him. Just so lucky. Robert Ori, please. Seven rings. Let me tell you something. John Paxson, his career numbers, seven points, two assists. Jim, uh, Steve, Steve Curry, I mean, sorry, Steve Kerr, you know, his average, six points, 1.8 assists. They're in the same boat. You were on for the ride and got lucky. Calm your nerve. You're not a big contributor from your whole career. With the, with the with who? Houston. You, you weren't a big person in Houston. Where else? When you was in San Antonio, you wasn't a big guy in San Antonio. And the Lakers, what did you do? You just contributed as you was at the right place at the right time and happened to fall in your lap. That's all you did. Big Shot is actually an accidental name. If you just somebody happened to say you got a big shot and you probably gravitated to yourself. No. Thank you for being at the right place at the right time, but you're not in the same conversation as Tom Brady, um, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, not even Jim Paxson or Steve Kerr. Thank you. First of all, and I'm responding as Robert Ory right now. First of all, it don't negate the fact that I have seven rings and your goat only has six, okay? People like Phil, right? Make this really tough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, people like Phil make this really tough. This is all relative, right? That's like, of course, he's not in the tear, the caliber of these guys. Nor should be he, he should be on that, you know, that, that type of equivalency. We're not saying that. What I'm saying about Robert Ori is he obviously he had a long career, first of all, right? He was a good teammate and he was always a piece of a championship team. I'm not saying he was the never the main ingredient. He was always a good solid piece on championship teams. So should we like, should we like put him in the history books? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he needs to get his due. He needs to be recognized for his longevity, his, his, the fact that he, people wanted him and he was a part of every championship team he was on. He wasn't that guy that wasn't irrelevant. He wasn't never the irrelevant guy. He always was a good defender, can make shots. He was before his time with a skill set. So I don't want to disrespect him. So it's, it's, it's levels to this. He's not on their level. But he definitely should get acknowledged for what he did. Can I ask a quick and, question? I'm sorry. Okay. You remember um, Sam Jones or Casey Jones? Yeah. They both got eight rings. Yes, I know Casey Jones is. Thank you. Yeah. They both got eight rings, right? Do you put Robert Horry, who have seven, above 
above them? Do you put him above the, those guys? How about JT Bills got seven, seven as a player? got six rings. Huh? Casey, you said Casey got seven as a player? Casey or Jones has eight as a player. Eight as a player. Eight. All right. Bob Cozy has six as a player. Okay. Cozy was a better player. Huh? Cozy was a better player. Of course. That's what I'm saying. Robert Ori is not, he, he was, yeah, a side player, but he was just at the right place at the right time. Well, That's you, it. You, you don't get called Big right Shot Bob. Right you don't get called Big Shot Bob unless you made some big shots, right? So we going to negate the fact that he, he's been consistently making some big shots in his career. That name was said by a broadcaster and he adopted himself and presented. But he didn't do it just one time, dude. That's my point. Yeah, what is what does it matter if if someone gives that name? That's that's your name. No one just no one besides Kobe says I'm I gives himself a nickname. So if he got a nickname, <laughs> he gave his name. That's, that's not his fault. He got a nickname, and he got a nickname because he made big shots. Yeah, he didn't make it one time, and they said, "Oh, you're big shot." Bob. Nah, he, he he made some big shots in his career, man. He was a solid player. I just feel like we should just be dissing this dude, like he was a 12th man on the bench, and just he just was like in his in his suit jacket when they was getting rings like that. He wasn't Shady McCoy with these rings. Shady yeah. McCoy got two Super Bowl rings and didn't play <laughs> one minute of either game. That's not Rob. That's not. That's not Hori. That's not who he was. He's, a, he's like one one segment above Shady. One segment. He, somebody, like, you don't think about. You don't think about Still, anybody. Phil. There's a reason he was on contending teams, with the exception of the Rockets, where he got those two championships there. Championship teams, contending teams, put him on the roster. They are players you put on your roster to fill up to to just you need a bench. Robert Hori was seen as a contributor. On those teams, exactly. Somebody who can help us win. You know, I, I mean, I grew up watching watching him on the Houston teams. Man, he averaged double digits before in Houston, by the way, too. And uh, you know, he was a solid ten player. Points. One year, uh, ten points. One year, yeah. ten points. Was it twelve? Or, was it ten out or twelve? Out of his out of his seventeen years, I think he played. He averaged double figures three times. Seventeen years of work. Three times. Yeah, he was a role player, man. He wasn't. He wasn't never that guy. Nobody he, said he was that guy. I never said he was that he, guy. Okay, the way he's presented himself, like he deserved to be in the conversation. I know, but I'm saying of what? Right. Like, I got seven rings. I was a contributor like Tom Brady, even greater than Michael Jordan. No, dude, he was a role player who had to happen to be at the right place at the right time. What man, I'm saying, he, I'm a Hall fail. of Famer. Phil, he, if he you if, should be reneged to him, he should be hit a shot at the right time. Let's go back to that Lakers game, right? If you were standing right there and the ball got slapped out to you, you making that shot? If I'm Robert Horry, six down uh, six ten, oh, God, I, Phil, Phil. I should. He's I'm an NBA player. If, <laughs> if, if, if I'm an NBA player, I should be hitting open wide open shots. Is Ben Simmons gonna make that shot? No, he would. I think no. he would. You know why? No, he oh, Nobody, you don't see those videos. You know those videos we watch about no. Ben. Ben wide open, three, trying to pass the ball or something. Ben is Ben is hitting those threes in in those pre warm ups or prior season. So guess what? He wide open. Bro, be- you are lying. You are just lying now. Like now, it's pure lies. It's pure lies because we both know Ben. We Simmons all know. <laughs> we both know. Ben Simmons isn't hitting anything. So, so my. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. if Ben Simmons was there, I turn the TV off, TV off, and walk away. I'm like, it's over. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> it's over. 
Dag, <laughs> Evan, you, you're not even going to watch the end of the game? No. Like, Why would I give myself upset? I'm like, all right. It was it was nice season, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So dying. All right. So, we obviously, the guys are obviously split. Phil is like, sit down. We don't need to hear from you. Kelvin is more like, we're not putting him on the pedestal of, you know, the greats, you know, Jordans, your Brady's, whatever. But we should acknowledge his accomplishments and Evan is more in line with that reasoning. So let's just say we had like Mount Rushmore, right? And of course, at the top, you got your MJ, your Kobe, your LeBron, you know, your, your top players at the top. Where on the mountain are y'all putting Big Shot Bob? Where does he go? I'm putting him on the pamphlet. He's not going anywhere on the mountain. <laughs> He'll be on the pamphlet. <laughs> and that's about it. Because I, I, like I said, that mountain, that, that's a sacred mountain right there. He's not right. that guy. But for us to act like he's a race to history, like he's got finger snapped like Thanos or something like that, it's ridiculous to me. Like the guy put in some good work. He played quality minutes on good teams. And obviously, like Evan said, teams wanted him. You don't just get put on these type of squads unless you can contribute in a big way. So I'm like, Deion, just to answer the question, he's not on my own, period. But <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely in the pamphlet. Nah, he's he, he's thrown over the cliff. He's not <laughs> nowhere near that. But um, you know, it is, it is, it is what it is. You know, is it gonna be a I mean, he may have some kind of record for winning the most championships with different teams. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I mean, because you talk about Casey Jones and Bob Cousy, they were all on that Celtics dynasty. So they won all in one team. I mean, he won with Houston, he won with LA, he won with San Antonio. So he won on three different teams. Um, but yeah, that that's about, about it. Okay. He's not even, he's not even at the foot of the mountain. He's not even the same state of the mountain. <laughs> he's on the border of the state of that mountain because you know he 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 would contribute but please he's not even a hall of hall of famer the la- 2008 he retired <laughs> he's not a hall of famer but i'm not like i said i'm not gonna thanos him and you know go to the vote vo- text with the avengers and go back in time and change everything no he he accomplished he did what he had to do he did his job right he did his job congratulations you know what my boss told me he told me, Phil. I got a real quick. Yeah. He said, Phil, you did your job. I'm not paying you because you did your job. All right. I'm going to give you extra bonus money if you go exceed above your job. Big shot, you did your sh- job. Your job was to shoot. Thank you. You did your job. Congratulations. You did your job. <laughs> get, get, can I just throw out a stat right here? Since Phil want to drop stats, let me just throw out this stat right here. Robert Ori's in the final stats. 16, 9, 3 blocks and 3 steals when he mm. played for Houston. 16.7, 9 rebounds, 3 blocks, 3.7 steals in the Houston Series Finals. I'm just looking at the, I'm looking at the stats right here. I don't know, like, Phil. Those are solid. Like that, not relevant stats still. They don't count. Those One are solid numbers. He, he put in work, he though. Rondo. Work. He's not not playoff Rondo. Phil's acting like Robert Horry. Phil's acting like Robert Horry is a special needs kid who they put in the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, like man. why is he even ball, dude? He had one jo- this is 6'10. Average more than his 0.9 blocks. One block per season. Do something. Play some type of defense. Do something. 
I just say he had 3.7 steals in the finals, three blocks, nine rebounds, 17 points. And now you talk about like that's finals. Okay, that's that's the that's the highest level, Bill. That's the highest level. That's where it matters, though. That's where it matters. It does matter that the team carry him all the way there. And most of the guys oh. probably injured and he, oh uh, uh, because they did most of the work. And so he gets to shine. Everybody else is, is, is have nicks and nags and he's all rest up because all he does is sit in the corner and shoot a three. Oh, okay. Wow, man. Congratulations, wow, Robert Rory. Yeah, of course. When, you just said four like, steals and three blocks and you say all he does is shoot three. You, you everybody, won, Phil. I can't win everybody in the finals is usually the uh, actually, actually relative players are nicked up. You know, they Come play a soft game. You are going too far right now. No. Phil, without Robert Horry, Chris Webber might have a championship <laughs> ring. Period. Yeah. What was Robert Horry's job to do? All right. Thank All you. right. His job. Okay. Congratulations. He did his job. Okay. I'm going to transition because we're going to be back and forth till next week talking about Big Shot Bob. All right, so the last topic um, I want the guys to discuss really quickly before we go is the Dallas Cowboys. And on our show, we usually save the, the worst for last. And so the Dallas Cowboys put out like a hype video, I guess kind of highlighting some things that happened this last season. First of all, why did they put a, put a hype video? have no idea they were so uneventful and, and ridiculous to watch last season there's nothing for anyone to be hype about but what's more important about it this video has some, a few highlights we notice there's one prominent name that is missing from this video and it's Dak Prescott we all know Dak went out early in the season may have been game three or four uh, with a season ending injury but it's a little interesting that none of what he did prior to leaving is shown in this hype video. What do you guys think about it? Is it nothing? No big deal? What do you guys think? Well, anything Cowboys to me is a uh, no big deal. Let me just put that out there from, from the jump. Um, but I do think this is telling. Uh, I, I definitely think that it's definitely strategic by the organization. It shows like they have contention within the organization too, because at the end of the day, he was and is, you know, your franchise quarterback. So how do you have a hype video showing all the key components of your team, your quarterback, you got your coach in there, you got your all, your all, your uh, first team all defense, um, uh, Lawrence uh, defensive end, but you don't have your quarterback, the franchise quarterback. That just tells us everything we need to know. There's a possibility he's not going to be on the team next year. Hmm. Well, the first thing I noticed in that hype video, before I can get to this uh, part, is how the, how the Atlanta Falcons weren't, like, on their hype video for, for helping <laughs> them win a game. But uh, in all seriousness, I don't – and I may be wrong, and, and Dion, as a lawyer, you may be able to answer this better. Mm -hmm. If a player is no longer under contract, are you allowed to use their likeness and their rights? Um, if, if the player is still attached to the team, absolutely. But I'm saying he's no, the season's over. He's no longer under contract. But he's not anywhere else. 
Hey, but then Evan, you got to think, if you look through that video, I'm sure you can find a bunch of people that's not in the contract that's in that video. A bunch of people. It's it's, it's, a, it's about 20 different, like how that video went out. It showed players that I don't even know is even on the team anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to not have him in there is crazy. It's like no no getting around it. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and he's still attached to them. Like un, until, you know, him and his agent or the cop, whatever, they come to an agreement to part ways. Like his... Yeah career and likeness is still attached to the Dallas Cowboys and they can freely use it. Yeah, what right, they had saying. they had Emma Smith in there. Yes, I was gonna say <laughs> they had Emma Smith in there to begin. So it's like no way is they did the it was so purposeful not to put that man in there. It's it's so obvious. So it's like it's beef within the organization, within the teams, between his 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 representatives and with the Dallas representatives. So I I I think it's very, very obvious, man. Yeah, so um, it's disrespectful, uh, for sure, to say the least. It's disrespectful not to include him in there. I mean, he's the best quarterback they've had since Troy Aikman. Um, oh, sorry, no. Tony Romo, I forgot about him, but he never won. But anyway. <laughs> um, no, no, no. He's the best quarterback they had since Troy Aikman. Uh, Dakota, you know, it's interesting. And that's why I thought it was the best thing for him to do at least get his money because they weren't going to give him enough. Uh, because, you know, the way this league operates, man, you're only as good as you are healthy. Um, and so they didn't put him in there. I hope, I mean, Andy Dalton's clearly not the answer. Chucky's not going to get the job done. Um, you bring back Dakota and you fix that defense. If you fix that defense, this team is, I hate to say it, possibly a Super Bowl continued team. If you fix that defense and get your offensive line, you know, back to being solvent again. Evan, did you just say they possibly – really, Evan? You serious? Dude, Kevin, let, let's be honest here. They're Based upon what they have on paper, offensive weapons, offense was not their problem last year. Their problem was the no. defense. Mm-hmm. Offense, they, they, they was playing behind every game. They because, score their defense. because of their defense, defense. though. Hold on, you got to score. I mean, the, the defense, the offense didn't just come in the second half and say, we're going to take the field in the second half. They couldn't score on the other team. <laughs> they they had a lot of high-scoring affairs yeah, that they, they were, lost. Kevin's point is they were always start behind. and then They, they were would just... always trying to come back, like, mm. down 20 points and then going in this run. Like, you keep on going on a run. Why are you not competing throughout the game? <laughs> you know, first quarter, they score, you score. No, it wasn't like that. They'd be down, like, Seven to twenty-seven or something like that, and then that that could put these unreal numbers up uh, out of nowhere at the end of the game. You know, like while other team is playing conservative to keep a win, um, yeah. they're they're putting their foot on the gas. I'm like, no, if you were good, then you should have made the game competitive throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that we acknowledge that they had a bad offensive line. The offensive line was banged up last year. Yes, and Zeke wasn't playing well last year. I'm saying with a good offensive line, I think Zeke looks better. And then it's going to set the play action. You I mean, that that offense goes as Zeke does. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, well, it's funny. The Cowboys missed – I mean, we, okay, let me – the Cowboys kind of missed out on Justin Jefferson, but they still have C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. So they have a really potent offense. 
with a healthy offensive line. But yeah. And that's a big if because um go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Phil. I know you want to get in here. Let me tell you this. Through week four, who was the number one? Who had the most passing yards through week one? That. Well, I mean, through week four. Russell? Through week four. No, week four. Dak Prescott. Oh, okay. He had 16, 1,690 yards. You know who's behind him? Josh Allen with 1,300. Russell Wilson with 1,200. Matt Ryan with 1,200. And Aaron Rodgers with 1,214. What's your point? No, you know, right. what was the scores through the first four weeks? The Cowboys lost um, to the Rams. They only had 17 points. They won the Falcons, and they, they scored 40 points. The Seahawks, they lost to the Seahawks. They scored 31 points, while the Seahawks scored 38. They lost to the Browns. The Browns scored 49. They scored 38. They, lost to the, they won against the Giants. They scored 37 points, Right. And I think after that week, that was, I think, the, the, after the Giants game, I think that's what that got hurt. They haven't scored that many points. I think the last time they went 30 was against the Vikings. With Dak, they were a high offense team. Dak was leading the NFL. That, they had plenty of highlights of Dak throwing at least, uh, what, 90 points of touchdowns worth of touchdowns. They disrespect I agree with Evans. If the Cowboys fix their defense, they fix their defense. They are a Super Bowl contender. I hate to say it. Yeah, Super Bowl contender. They disrespect and spat on that. They said that he did not contribute. He is nothing with the team. We don't need you. Dakota, no more toll in the company line. It's time to do a wince. Time to do a James Harden. It's time to get out of there. They don't care about you. How long are you gonna tow the company line? They disrespect you and your value of your worth. Don't let them do that to you. If Jerry doesn't have done that, tell him don't resign. Go someplace else. Go out west. Go. As a matter of fact, stay in the division. Go to Philadelphia <laughs> or Washington. Please don't. <laughs> do what you anymore. do best. Go, go, go to place any time. You know what? He can yeah, now we're good. Um, excuse me. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We we gonna end this right here. Um, <clears throat> I mean, when you think of like people like Jeffrey Dahmer, who is a serial killer, you expect him to kill, right? Like that's just in his nature. What do we expect from a trash organization like the Dallas Cowboys? We expect them to do trashy, disrespectful things. I'm not surprised by it. I think it's a slap in the face. And I hope Dak can get out of there ASAP. So it is what it is. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.